Yes, the uh, criminal mob, uh, you know, uh, mobbed up uh, president, ex-president. He took the fifth today. He he actually was uh, supposed to testify in Letitia James' uh, investigation. This is a civil investigation, and that's important for a couple reasons when you invoke the Fifth Amendment. Number one, the Fifth Amendment can be used against you in a court of law if it's a civil case and not a criminal case. And that's what Letitia James has going on there. Uh, as the attorney general, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, so, so, uh, you know, the, the jury, if they finally get this case, and this case is about the Trump organization, this case is about his private business doings, this is about what Michael uh, Cohn testified to. When Michael Cohn testified and he said, uh, you know, exhibit 1A and exhibit 1B, you'll see that Donald Trump inflates the value of his property for the purpose of, uh, you know, bank loans. Uh, and uh, for the for the purpose of uh, uh, insurance coverage and deflates the value of his properties for the purpose of taxation. Right. So that's fraud is what that is. And uh, that's what Letitia James is looking into in this civil case where they want to recoup the money that he owes by virtue of devaluing the amount of the uh, value of the property for tax purposes. Anyway, uh, so he's still in there. He's still in her office. He, she, he, they're probably going through every single solitary question that they had uh, intended to get answers to and asking him the questions that they prepared for him. And then he has to take the fifth in response to every single solitary question, which is impressive when you're Donald Trump. I mean, the urge to lie is so, uh, you know, overwhelming if you are a Donald Trump that uh, it's impressive that he can sit there and go through all the questions and not, uh, you know, just burst into some fantastical lie about, uh, you know, uh, these are the greatest properties, these are world-class properties, these properties were, or, you know, real estate is like that, or whatever he was, you know, but he, he's taking the fifth. Uh, I guess he'll take it about 100 times, same as Jeffrey Clark, same as John Eastman, same as, uh, you know, all these people in the January, you know, Eric Trump, Eric Trump, when Eric was called into Letitia James' office uh, to give testimony, now, not Ivanka, not, uh, you know, not uh, Junior, they answered the questions. But Eric is such a doofus, he's such a dopey kid, that he just said, I'm not even going to try to lie. I'm too dumb to do it, you know, because it takes a lifetime of practicing, you know, to lie. lie. It takes two seconds to tell the truth, but, uh, you know, a lifetime to lie. So Eric invoked the Fifth Amendment about 100 times. 
about 100 times in Letitia James' uh, inquiry. And uh, Trump, you know, like father, like son, uh, Trump is also doing that today. So there's that. That's, uh, that's what Trump is doing today. He, he's taking the fifth, which he says is only if you're guilty. You know, honest people don't take the fifth. Only mobsters take the fifth. Only, uh, you know, criminals take the fifth. So here, you know, how do you know when Trump's not lying? He takes the fifth. It's the only, uh, it's the only scenario under which Donald Trump's lips might be moving. That pie hole could be making sounds, but it's not a lie. That's the only time when he's taken the fifth. So impressive. What can I tell you? Um, I, I, I have to tell you that, that, that the other thing, the thing that's going on with the, uh, uh, the, it's not a raid. Stop calling it a raid. Nobody kicked in doors. In fact, you know what? The more you uh, understand what happened at Mar-a-Lago, the more, uh, you know, uh, you realize that they were being as polite as human beings can be in law enforcement. Uh, you know, Breonna Taylor, not quite so lucky. You know, they executed a no-knock warrant. That's kind of what a no-knock warrant looks like. That would be a raid, right? Where you're laying in your own damn bed and you get shot to death, you get killed, right? And you, you forget to announce that you're, uh, you know, from the police. That's a raid. That's the execution of a no-knock warrant, right? That did not happen at Mar-a-Lago. In fact, the FBI, they showed up in plain clothes, plain clothes they they showed up after 10 o'clock in the morning right i mean they were being as polite as the fbi has ever been to anybody in any scenario and the people that showed up the the actual uh, portions of the uh, fbi the officers that showed up the more i learn about it the creepier this gets the the worse it gets the uglier it gets the the, the crime becomes almost unthinkable, unfathomable, unless you're talking about this particular person. So we now know that uh, the, this is a counterintelligence uh, uh, national security case, okay? I, I, don't wanna, I don't wanna say it's a terrorism case. I don't wanna say it's a nuclear pro- proliferation case. But this is, at the very least, a national security counterintelligence case. How do we know that? We know that because the head of FBI's counterintelligence export control department was present at the execution of the warrant. He was present. He was the person, he was one of the people. There were 30 agents, 30 of them, all in plain clothes, all after 10 o'clock in the morning. The Secret Service, by the way, was told that they were coming, and the Secret Service allowed the FBI counterintelligence and export control agents into Mar-a-Lago, which is interesting. So, but the, the people who know about the FBI are weighing in on the execution of this warrant, and who was part of this group of 30 FBI agents. And uh, Asha Rangappa, who is an attorney, a former FBI special agent, a senior lecturer at Yale. You might recognize her from CNN. She's a commentator there too. Uh, she was uh, go- she, 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 she was using um, the information she was getting from a FBI special agent named James Harris. 
James Harris has also an extensive bio. Uh, he, he was uh, head of the FBI cyber division. He was a program manager. He was a unit chief. He was the acting unit chief. He was the FBI senior liaison officer to DHS to the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, and Communications. He was an FBI assistant section chief of the counterterrorism internet operations section. And earlier in his career, he built up the largest federal cybercrime task force in the United States, right? Um, so he, he is saying that in early June, a handful of investigators made a rare visit to the property, seeking more information about potentially classified material from Trump's time in the White House that had been taken to Florida. The four investigators were inclusive of a person named Jay Bratt. Jay Bratt is the chief of the counterintelligence and export control section at the Justice Department. And he is the person that sat down with two of Trump's attorneys trying to negotiate a return of these classified documents that the Washington Post characterizes as being so super, super top secret that they can't even describe the content of the documents without violating security clearance restrictions okay so we know that this is like really like major stuff that would only cross a president of the united states desk that would only ever make it into something like a presidential daily briefing you know that that is how significant the information in these boxes are and were and so jay bratt sat down with bob and evan corcoran to negotiate the surrender of these documents.